Hello and welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency preparedness to make sure that you and your family are ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster right here in Chatham County. Y'all, believe it or not, we are at the end of 2021. We are in the last month. Today is the first day of the last month of this year, and my goodness, it has been a crazy year. I know you guys can attest to it. We have talked about all kinds of things every single week this year. We have done a podcast with the exception of Hurricane Elsa coming in and disrupting our services here for just a minute. Um, But we are so excited to just continue to bring this preparedness information to you all. This week is a little bit of a treat. We're talking about how you can um, give assistance, how you can try to help those that are a little bit less fortunate. We recognize 2021 has been incredibly difficult for a lot of people. And there are people that are now saying, what can I do to try to give back? And we brought someone that can help us understand that a little bit more. Sakili is my co-host yet again. Sakili, welcome back. Thank you. And our special guest today and our subject matter expert, I'm going to call him Major. He's with the Salvation Army, but it's Major Paul Egan. Major, thank you so much for being here today. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get started. I said this word major. People are probably thinking, Chelsea, what in the world are you talking about? Why are you calling Paul Egan major? Can you give us a little bit of of an idea for those that are unfamiliar about the Salvation Army and then specifically what a major is and and kind of how you got into this role? Absolutely. So a lot of people don't know the Salvation Army dates back to 1865 Uh, in London, England. uh, There was a, a Methodist minister who loved the Lord loved people, and in his going out to tell people, um, uh, he, he started preaching on the street corner. He was really uh, asked to by a group of guys because he was like 6'2". He's a big, tall fella, and so he had this great, booming voice and wonderful stories, and he would preach on the street corner, and people would just listen. And he would go to some of the, the rough places, slums, west side of London. Uh, and, um, excuse me, East End of London. And uh, as he would deliver these messages, people were just so attracted to, to him and to the, the message um, as, as he began to talk more folks. Uh, he, he would say, uh, William Booth was his name, uh, that nobody ever got saved while their, their uh, uh, feet were cold or their teeth hurt, you know? And uh, just the needs that people had uh, were just so important to him and his, uh, his band of, of friends that, uh, kind of the Salvation Army was born out of that. We just wanted to, to teach people about the love of God and show them, uh, by helping out whatever situation they might be in. Uh, you take that down the road a little bit more. Uh, he started generating a lot of energy. A lot of folks were coming to him. A lot of people back then it was very difficult for some people to go to church because they might not smell quite right. I mean, we're not just talking about not connected, you know, they're, and so um, he started uh, having these series of meetings as well uh, inside. And, and um, uh, he had this guy that worked for him named Elijah Cadman. Now, he's the one I like because he's like five foot two. He's a very short fella. And uh, he started, uh, instead of saying General Superintendent Booth of the Christian Mission is going to come and speak today, uh, he would say General Booth is coming to inspect the troops. People were like, What? And so uh, he, you know, that he said he started wearing a uniform. He said, I want the devil to know that I'm at war with him to the teeth. He was just a showman. I mean, he was, he was just, I, I love him. Short showman. That's, that's, that's right down my alley. And so uh, Elijah Cadman started this thing and, and suddenly they started calling it uh, the army. 
and uh, uh, they they talked about maybe being the volunteer army. And uh, one of one of uh, uh, Superintendent Booth's uh, sons said, "I'm a regular, if nothing." So it, let's call it the Salvation Army. And so it was born just out of a a crazy fun little. Here's a neat way. Back in that day, you would imagine that uh, wars were things and and battles were talked about in the newspaper. So you didn't see you know how difficult battles are and things of that nature and so military fair kind of had a little bit more of a fanfare to it than than maybe what we think of today but still it just became a wonderful way to uh to establish what we do now you know disasters we go out onto disaster sites now and uh we do hierarchy great just like the military does we know that uh, you know uh, you go in, all right, the major's going to be in charge and uh, these two guys are going to uh, do, you know, take care of these responsibilities. We set up our um, our command structure and we're off and running. And so it's really a neat way to run a business and a fun way. I wear my uniform and people go, oh, something's happening with the Salvation Army. What's going on with the Salvation Army? And uh, it's just become a neat way. I mean, while, while Booth was still living within 40 some years of him starting the Salvation Army, uh, it, it got to over 70 countries. Now it's in 130 countries. Uh, the Salvation Army is, um, uh, we started in the United States in 1879, came to Savannah in 1900, and I've uh, been busy just doing those two things, uh, uh, telling people that God loves them and helping them out in whatever need they might have. And so that's kind of the, the mission and the work of the Army. Wow. You know, I never I actually way knew too that. Sorry, go ahead. No, I never actually knew the, the full story. That was amazing. Go ahead. What were you yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I try to get it into 30 seconds and I never can, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot of cool things. But, you know, it, it's really, um, I love walking around in the Salvation Army uniform. I've, I remember a day, I was about 19, 20 years old. I was going to the Salvation Army Officer Training College. So, of course, I was a cadet. That was my rank at that time. Because, you know, why not take this fun all the way through it? Uh, and so as a cadet, uh, we were walking in uh, near where George Tech is, Techwood. It was a pretty rough uh, neighborhood back then. Uh, the Olympics came and kind of changed the community around a little bit. But back then it was really tough. But I could walk down there in my uniform and say, hey, Salvation Army man. And really people would just accept me with love and appreciation from, you know, just kind of a rough section of town. Same day, I go over to the Georgia State House. We were just going to see it. And uh, the governor was coming through and said, hey, the guy from the Salvation Army. And, you know, pulls me out and shakes my hand, you know, just because of this uniform and because of the difference that's made in people's lives over the years, whether they be uh, somebody that just sees us from the, the larger standpoint of the Salvation Army or somebody who's uh, gotten some help from the guy in the uniform. And uh, it's cool to be a part of. Yeah. Wow, very cool. Yeah, so that's that's the vast perspective of the Salvation Army. Uh, the, the microcosm is when my mom was a kid, uh, she had a very tough situation growing up, and uh, her, her, her father didn't make a lot of good choices sometimes, and uh, they needed help at the Salvation Army. They got there, they, they helped with food and some of the things of that nature and uh, toys, of course, at Christmas time. And then, but also at the Salvation Army, she... Uh, she went to church there, but not necessary. It didn't have to happen. One of the things she did, she also did uh, character building programs where uh, she learned some things and, and even a music program, mom played trumpet. Doesn't always happen, but in uh, part of that, uh, she started learning a value system that uh, really wasn't striking well at home. And uh, uh, the virtues that were important that all people 
uh, are of greatest worth and that we uh, love and care for people and we love and care for ourselves. And it, it broke a cycle of poverty in my family. I mean, you go back to that, uh, where, where she grew up to where I was able to grow up is totally different. Uh, and I, I, I thank God for that. Um, also through that she would, and when I was a kid, she would make me volunteer. Now, you know, it kind of stinks as a 14 year old having to go out and ring the bell in front of Kmart. I wasn't saying that was, I was like a willing participant all the time for that, but I love it now. I mean, absolutely. Uh, just enjoy it thoroughly. And it was, it was good training for a mom to, to give to her son. And, uh, uh I'm not too bitter. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what got me involved. Uh, so uh, 19, I became a cadet in the training college. They commissioned me as an officer. Why ordain a preacher if you can commission someone as an officer? You know, so it's yeah. just fun, fun praise. And so did that, became a captain. At one point, I was stationed in Annapolis, Maryland, which is always cool because I'd walk around with a midshipman and I'd come around the corner and they, they weren't sure whether they should salute or not. They're looking, they're saying, this guy, look at his uniform, but there's no way he's military. You look at the beard, the belly, you know, there's just no way this chubby guy's. A, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'd, I'd tell him, read my captain, it says Salvation Army. Like, oh, and, you know, we'd start conversations that way. Uh, but uh, so I'm not, obviously not military, but uh, I, I heard on Jeopardy that, uh, the, and so if it's on Jeopardy, it's got to be true. That's even better than the internet, that we are the, uh, the largest army in the world with over a million soldiers. Because why be a church member or at the Salvation Army when you can be a soldier? <laughs> so yeah. that's what we do. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, being a nationwide or I mean, an international organization like we are. And uh, it's, it's fun to be a part of. We can really uh, get to be a, a neat, neat part in people's lives. That is really amazing. And I know that there's more to the Salvation Army than like just disaster feeding, disaster relief and mass feeding. Uh, just because I work at SEMA, I tend to think of things like that. Can you tell us more about what the Salvation Army does year round? Oh, yeah. So, you know, you think about it, uh, lots of times I'll ask people, you know, why, why do you support? Thank you for your support. Why do you support the Salvation Army? I said, well, you guys uh, ring the bell and you have stores and you work in during disasters. Okay. Well, you know, there's a little bit more, <laughs> but uh, year round, we have a 30, 3100 Montgomery Street is where our shelter is. It's also where our number one store is. Uh, we've got three in the community, but there at uh, Montgomery Street, we're able to uh, provide shelter uh, for folks. Uh, usually uh, between 60 and 70 people a night will be sleeping at the Salvation Army. That includes men, women, and children. I had uh, uh, four kids I was out playing with in the, the, uh, uh, in the yard. We call it. It's just a cement slab with some benches But uh, uh, that are staying at the Salvation Army. Uh, we serve meals, three meals a day. Uh, last year, we served 90,000 meals plus. Um, and, uh, so that's year round. We also have that Montgomery street location, provide utility assistance and, uh, food assistance and, um, a rent mortgage assistance, especially for those that have had setbacks because of COVID. And, uh, it's, a um, it's always helpful. That's in our, our hopes that, uh, people wouldn't become homeless if we can able to help out with their rent and utilities, things of that nature. 
of those that are staying in the shelter, we have some that are part of a, a reentry program where they've spent time in prison and now are getting acclimated back to living uh, in community. And so we help them out and help them to get their new job, set up their IDs, all that kind of stuff and moving them forward. Uh, we also have some men who are part of a, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation program. So any day we've got about 20 folks that are out there uh, that are there with us, uh, part of a six month program, uh, making a, a big change in their life. And as they do that, they help us to, to run the Salvation Army stores as well as help out some with our shelter and uh, to see those men investing not only in themselves, but in the community that they're part of by working with the Salvation Army is a thrill. Um, then also over 3000 B Road, next Memorial Stadium at Davin Park, we have our community center where we're able to offer after school and summer day camp uh, tutoring programs uh, for children. And not only do they get uh, good educational help uh, with our, our education assistance, they also have a safe place to be while mom and dad are working. Uh, and um, so it's a, a fun program. We do some music programs over there. My church is over there. We have uh, uh, social activities that are going on there as well as opportunities to, we've got a community garden, uh, adult kickball league, uh, occasional basketball, volleyball games, breaking out, it's fun. Wow. <laughs> I mean, as Sakili said, I feel like at SEMA, 99% of the time, we are focused on calling the Salvation Army for disaster and for feeding. And, and you guys do that so well. I think it's amazing to think of all the other things that you do. And then in addition <laughs> to all of those things, when it comes to the holidays, you guys have a whole new slew of things that you're involved in. Can you talk a little bit about what those are? Sure. And, you know, it's just kind of an extension of what we're already already doing with disaster uh, and then also with Christmas time. So uh, there are people in the community that can use some extra help at Christmas time. And so we're able to provide a, a nice big food basket. Thank you, Second Harvest here in the town. We do a great job with that, as well as uh, toys for children. Uh, we'll probably help about 2,000 children. I think we're lined up so far uh, for here in December um, from uh, about seven, 800 families. Uh, the um, uh, you know, huge help with uh, Holiday Hope from WSAV, they jump in with a lot of toys and then uh, we work with the Marine Corps and the Toys for Tots and then uh, of course community giving uh, towards um, a gifts bought specifically for individual children whose families have signed up to receive assistance. That's our angel tree program. And uh, that's where we're just helping, helping families out. You know, a lot of the, the dealings that we do with folks are kind of through the difficult times of, you know, disaster. You know, when you're going there and you're talking to somebody trying to provide a meal whenever they've really hit rock bottom or just personal disasters when, when either bad choices or bad things happen to them and they come to us needing help with shelter or things of that nature. Uh, but Christmas gets to be fun. You know, when we get to uh, provide a big bag of toys for each kid uh, through the, to the parents. Now, if we do it right, uh, the kids won't know that uh, we're involved uh, and we're happy with that. Um, well, a little bit happy with that. See the kids. But anyway, you know, we do what we do and uh, we hand those sacks to the parents and they're able to take them home. So the kids think that uh, their parents or the, or the Santa Claus has come through and it's great. Uh, we do have, of course, some that are staying in the shelter. Uh, that will be there over Christmas time. We try to work real hard with our case managers and make sure everybody's kind of at a home at Christmas time. But if they're not, 
they're going to get loved on a lot at the Salvation Army uh, through our uh, you know, just opportunities to be a blessing to those families that are there. Oh, that's amazing. I love that the Salvation Army seems to always meet people where they are and try to, to bring them up. And I, it's incredible. You guys do some pretty fantastic work for sure. That's cool. You know, with my mom, you know, I, I know that uh, she and her 10 brothers and sisters, uh, I've, I've, I know my crazy uncles and, and whatnot. Uh, I'm sure they were not the most beautiful family to show up at somebody's doorstep. <laughs> and but they were loved on. They knew the Salvation Army was a place that cared about them. And that's our goal. And uh, that's what we're able to do. And uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a joy to be a part of. And, you know, yeah. So if one of our listeners is feeling kind of inspired or excited and wants to be a part of the work that you guys are doing at the Salvation Army, what, how can they get involved? What can they do? Can they contact you guys directly or what would be the best way? Yeah, and and you can kind of see a list of all those things and figure out what I, I forgot to say by going to our website and <laughs> there you'll see at the uh, uh, I want to make sure I always get these flip-flopped, and so I don't want to get it wrong. If you go to the Savannah, uh, excuse me, if you go to the Salvation Army Savannah.org, that will take you to our website, and it's there that uh, we have a little place that uh, like to volunteer, might need some help, uh, like to be able to do this or that or give in this way. At the bottom of that website page, you, well, after you read all the cool things we get to do or that we do, is a place where you can put in your name and, and a message. And that comes directly to, uh, well, it goes through our headquarters and directly to me. Uh, they'll send it to me and then we'll put it out to folks and see um, how we can add you to the list of those, especially those that like to help. We've been using a lot of great volunteers right now with our feeding program. Again, 90,000 meals last year. Uh, and so every day for a meal, I, there's this lovely couple. I don't even know their name yet. I'm so embarrassed. I've seen them uh, every week and I, I can't remember their name, but uh, they're helping us to serve the meal and, uh, at lunchtime. I waved at them today and uh, they started uh, they were serving the last of our guys in the, the rehab program, and then they were getting ready to chop some things up for lunch. I mean, for supper and uh, prep for that. Mm -hmm. So that's an opportunity. Uh, uh, other other ways that uh, people are able to help. Um, we have this uh, little program called Register to Ring. And, I'll, you know, right now um, uh, we have the opportunity for people to go out and ring the bell in front of one of our kettle sites where we collect money. And uh, it's uh, it's a it, 14 year old didn't like it too much, but I learned everything I ever needed to know about sales and about uh, greeting people, looking people in the eyes, smiling, saying hello, thanking them for giving. And that's one of the opportunities that we have. So if you go to this register to ring.com, uh, it'll basically send you to a, a website where you can pick a time and a location uh, that you would like to uh, ring the bell. You can either go in there and sign up as an individual or as a group. That's a fun way a lot of people are, are able to help. Uh, also on our website, you'll see our, our phone converse, our phone, or you can email about it. Some people will like to buy a gift specifically for a child. And so as we've registered all these parents to, uh, to get assistance with the Salvation Army, we've assigned each of them a number. And so a family number 106 uh, might have four children. And so in our little code system, we have 
family 106A, that's Bill, and family 106B, that's Jill. And, you know, and so you can pick out uh, a child. It'll give their name and their, their, uh, the first name and uh, their age and uh, what they might like for Christmas and what sizes they might have and buy specifically for a child. And uh, what we do is we get that. We have a great team of volunteers who turn our community gym over uh, at B Road into just a, North Pole mm -hmm. and they put a bunch of uh, uh, bags out each one with each child's name and number and uh, we fill those bags up with what comes in specifically for that child and uh, then at a, the, the correct appointment time the parents will come and get it and we'll uh, send those home uh, for the children it's a it's a, a chore but it's fun and now last year we especially learned this we crank things up where people would would select a name they would just go through and uh go through Amazon, Walmart.com, you name the little sites and uh, order, have it directly sent to us with a little message that says this is for family 106B and, uh, and Jill's going to get the little uh, gift. Uh, and so um, it's, it's unreal. We, we became fast friends with the, the FedEx guy last year. He knew where we, we kept the extra bottles of water. He'd come in and <laughs> make a delivery and uh, kind of join our team. And uh, it's uh it's neat to be a part of, and but that even helps to make that connection. We have a, a, a number of communities and team like Panera Bread. You go over to their place. They've got some of our angels hanging up little tags that just have yeah. that information. You can take it and uh, buy specifically for a child uh, and then know, you know, come Christmas Day, that's the, the kid that's going to be opening up that present. Uh, and another way some people give, we've had a couple of parties where um, everybody shows up for the, the, instead of buying your boss another necktie, you buy them a, a game of, uh, of, of uh, Candyland. And here you go, sir. You don't want it good. I'm going to give it to the Salvation Army, but it's a gift. Is, you know. And so just the whole group would just do a gift exchange. They would bang in gifts for the, the kids at the Salvation Army uh, that we're helping and, uh, you know, kind of show it to each other. So you're not walking home with another pair of socks you don't need, and, and some kid's going to get a, a candy land. There's fun ways idea. to help. I love yeah. that. You it's know, so I, I wasn't kidding when I say that we're really just excited to be partners of the Salvation Army. So listeners, we're actually going out on a Tuesday in December this year, and we're going to help the Salvation Army do exactly what Major had just said and sort through all of the toys and, and help figure out what needs to go where so that they can get ready to give all of those gifts to the parents uh, later on that week. So we're very excited to be able to do that. Um, it just, it really right. moved me learning about all the work that the Salvation Army does on a consistent basis. And we wanted to find a way to give back. So I know Sakili, you're probably very excited about that. I don't think you learned that we were doing that yet, but now you yeah, know. Yeah, great. I did not know that, but that is super cool. That's actually a great segue into, I think our next question which is if I think we already kind of covered like donating toys and gifts, but what if somebody wanted to donate food or clothing or even money? What is the best way for them to do that with you guys? Generally uh, to, um, to give us a call and to set up those donations. If you go onto our website though, um, there is a donate button uh, that's available there. It's also available for, um, uh, to donate monetarily. Uh, also, if, if you want, if you have something that you want to donate to leave your name and number uh, on the little message finder and that email comes to us and, and we're able to say, uh, you know, okay, uh, here's the best place to come to. 
course, anytime you want to, you can stop by 3100 Montgomery Street. And uh, that is where um, our, we have a warehouse that you can donate uh, used items that might be used in our stores. Uh, people that come that might not have money to shop in our, our store are able to, uh, to go to the social service desk and uh, we write them out a voucher that says, uh, you know, this is, a, you know, 30 pieces of clothing for your family. And then they just walk into our store and, and use that voucher as a way to shop as opposed to money and able to pick out what they need. But uh, you can donate uh, used items uh, there that uh, will sell and turn into that rehabilitation program uh, dollars and, uh, and th our support. And then, um, yeah, but uh, by leaving your name and number there, uh, we've had people who said, you know, we have, uh, we, we've done a little food raiser and have a, a bunch of food that we like to give to the Salvation Army. They let us know then, or they come by and drop it off. Very cool. So lots of different opportunities. I know with this time of year, especially at the end of 2021, it's been, it's been rough. You know, I mentioned that at the beginning, a lot of people maybe struggling for the first time or for the first time in a long time. So we just, I'm so thankful. And I personally want to say thank you, Major, for all of the work that you guys do here locally. I know anytime we have an issue, Salvation Army is our first call. And we we know that you guys are always going to pick up and you're always going to be there to help our community. So I really, I really do appreciate that. Well, that means a lot. Our, our relationship with SEMA, we don't, the Salvation Army moves me from location to location as the, the major, as the, uh, the officer in charge and the pastor and, and the kind of the executive director. Uh, but it's not every community that I've been able to move to that has a SEMA set up and so active. Uh, it means a world of difference, especially whenever, uh, you know, I, I love seeing it in action where uh, there's a hurricane off the coast and we just get ready for it and it doesn't come. That's the best. Yes, That's, yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, to know that uh, that we're together as a team has uh, been fantastic here. And uh, Chatham County and Savannah residents ought to be very proud of that. Wonderful. Thank you. Is there anything else that you think would be a benefit to our listeners to know as they're heading into the latter half of this holiday season? Yeah, it's been a tough year. Is to give yourself some grace. Uh, give yourself some uh, uh, opportunities just to enjoy the season. Uh, we've got a list out in front of our community center right now that uh, uh, are a, a sign that says uh, wish lists don't bring happiness. Uh, Thanksgiving lists do. And I think I'm just going to leave it all the way up through December. It was more of a Thanksgiving type thought. But, uh, you know, we, we oftentimes think of, of all the things that we want and you know, all the things we want to get done. You know, it's Christmas. Let's move. Let's move. To sit back and enjoy your kid or to uh, sit back and enjoy the, the friendships that you have and uh, just give yourself a little break. Uh, or come down to the Salvation Army, uh, you know, help uh, hand out some food or, uh, you know, just be a part of, of, of people. And it, of course, I say Salvation Army, you pick the agency and be a part of it and uh, make a difference in somebody's lives. It's those relationships that, uh, that they go on for a long time. I hope people make the most of it. That's beautiful. Give grace to yourself, give grace to others and yeah, find a way to make yeah. a difference in the world. I think that's a beautiful way to leave this podcast. Thank you, Major. I really appreciate that. Skeely, any Pleasure. last words of wisdom? No, I think, like you said, that's the perfect ending. I like it. All right, listeners, we will be back later on this month, and we will talk to you then. Until then, bye, guys. Bye.